Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. And I'm Nick Amaral. And thank you so much for joining us today. This is Ask the Tech Coach, episode number 42. Today, we're going to be doing our part two of our episode, How to Create a Tech Coach Brand. Nick, how are you today? How was the week that was? It was good, Jeff. Uh, wrapping up a lot of things, you know, still working on a lot regarding uh, future ready certification with my district. And uh, now just starting to get into the thick of planning out the summer conference. And I'm trying to expand that into our sending district. So something kind of exciting. I'm trying to get a couple more hands involved as far as people from those sending districts so that it's more personalized to them as well. It is great news to hear that you are keeping busy. We, of course, are, are getting ready for the park test. We're getting ready for second semester stuff. All these neat things are happening. And we just got finished wrapping up our second cohort of our Ask the Tech Coach Mastermind. Nick, it was a fantastic time to get a chance to know another crop of tech coaches out there. We had an opportunity not only to work with individual coaches, but also we had a, a few school districts that brought a team of tech coaches to us. Nick, what did you uh, take away from our second cohort this year? It was great, Jeff. Just the opportunity to, to again, build the PLN, build our uh, mastermind group, um, get some people who are new to the role. So that was great to work with people who are looking for advice, looking to bounce ideas off of. And again, just extend the family. You know, it, it's a close knit group where we can talk to each other. We can share the issues that we have. And what we're finding often is that you're not the only person. I mean, from a first year tech coach to a fourth year tech coach, some of the issues that we run into uh, arise for each of us at all of these different ro uh, roles. Uh, and it's great to bounce that off and see how we would handle it. And, you know, Nick, you said the word family, and that's exactly what we are intending this mastermind to be. Perhaps you're a tech coach in a one building school district, or perhaps you're a tech coach in six buildings. It's hard to figure out the job. It's hard to figure out who to lean on. You're not really a teacher. You're not an administrator. You're kind of uh, an, an, you're kind of out there. We have a great program for you where not only can you learn how to do the things that your school district is asking you to do, but how to do them efficiently. Anybody who's in our mastermind gets a chance to have our monthly group meetings where we have a number of topics for how to help you out. We just got done talking about Copa Ferpa. We're going to be rolling into an entire series now of how to become a tech coach. Because, you know, Nick, we've got quite a few people in our group that not only are tech coaches, but want to become tech coaches for our future school year. And I think that is a great way to have a group of not only those who are, but those who want to. And it really does bring that whole family thing together. Yeah, that was really cool, Jeff. That was a first for us with this was having people who are aspiring to be, like you said, tech coaches or uh, tech integration specialists, PD personnel, um, and want to get their hand in and see what it is. And, and these are individuals who their district has kind of, or building has kind of guided them into this role ever so slightly where they're kind of expected to kind of help some teachers out here and there on the side, but they really want to make it a full-time position. So it was great to just share some knowledge with them and, and see what their expectations are. You know, it doesn't matter if you are a current tech coach looking to become a tech coach or maybe have been a tech coach for a bunch of years. We've got some great things, of course. In addition to our meetings, we've got some free lesson plans for you guys, free templates, free podcasts, a lot of neat things in our behind-the-scenes tech coach mastermind that you're not going to find over on TeacherCast. But in addition to all of that stuff, you guys have a lifetime access to our Facebook online community where we have everybody in our tech coach cohorts um, right there with you, helping you out, sharing 
sharing secrets, sharing tips and strategies, all you have to do is go over to teachercast.net slash mastermind. That's teachercast.net slash mastermind. Now, this is Ask the Tech Coach podcast episode number 42, and I'm saying that because if you go over and check out our show notes, we have three amazing promo codes happening right now that get you discounts on our two-month, our six-month, and our 12-month programs. So if you're looking to create a great strategy for yourself to become a tech coach and succeed throughout the school year, check us out over at teachercast.net slash mastermind. Our new cohort is forming today. Please check us out and join today before April 1st. Now, Nick, of course, anybody out there that's looking to become a tech coach can easily reach out to us online. We love interacting with tech coaches. We just got done doing a Twitter chat a few weeks ago. That I thought that was amazing with the uh, with the ISTE Tech Coaches Network. We're looking forward to doing more work with them. You know, you can always reach out to us on Twitter at Ask the Tech Coach or email us at feedback at teachercast.net. If you have any questions about anything that is tech coaching related, podcasting related, anything like that, we would love to reach out and work with you guys today. We, uh, we, we've got a lot of tech coaches that we're doing stuff with each and every week, and we would love to have you guys be one of them. And you know, Nick, it wouldn't be Ask the Tech Coach without a little bit of wrap-up from our show last week. We did our first part of tech coach branding. What kind of feedback did you get, Nick? Jeff, it was great. I think, you know, what I heard was that these are things that uh, tech coaches are people who aspire to be um, are trying to build. Right. And and Jeff, going back to what we talked with those aspiring in our mastermind group, um, the idea that they want to know what are the things they need to do in order to kind of build this role or get their district and building uh, in order to kind of create this. So, you know, you're building this personal brand and they're looking for opportunities that they can, uh, you know, work with the district in order to really elaborate and build something that that is worthwhile to the teachers there. So I thought that this building, you know, I I thought the information that we talked about, you know, your sites and things like that, um, those are things that we often talk about things that we do, but but they, they really are a resemblance to everyone out in the world of what your personality is and the audience that you're trying to reach and all those things. And we hope you had a moment to uh, to listen to last week's show. If you haven't listened to last week's show, maybe you want to go back and listen to that before finishing uh, this particular episode off. Really what we're looking to do with these two episodes intertwining is to talk about your tech coach brand, right? Like what are you known by? How do you get a brand behind you? Nick, What what is a brand? Remind us what we had said last week. Yeah, so a brand is ultimately how you present yourself out to everyone. And that's everything, Jeff, from you, know, you yourself, how you approach people, how, what you present to the things you put out there in social media and you know, on your website or uh, artifacts and things that you create. So it's a lot of that stuff. Um, and ultimately, you, I, I think this is important for districts and for tech coaches. I mean, when we talk about branding, it's important for you to kind of design and build the brand that you want and not let others perceive a brand that they, you know, that they envision themselves. You want to make sure that you're kind of putting in their heads what you want them to know about you. Now, last time we worked a little bit on the topics of tech coach websites, we talked yep. a little bit about social media, and we ended by talking a little bit about presentation slide decks. Now, I wanted to bring up this topic because I got a, a, an email from somebody asking, why is it important to have a branded slide deck? Like, why can't you just make some slides and have fun? 
Should you be branding your slide decks for, let's say, the company that you're doing? Let's say you are doing a, you know, how to do Flipgrid. Should you be making a slide deck that looks like Flipgrid? Or should you be making a slide deck that looks like your brand, your website, your colors? Right. Nick, what do you think? Because, I mean, you know, you, you're, you've you got a lot of different things going on when you do your presentations. Do you come up with, like, a Nick theme? Or are you branding towards the companies that you're promoting? And I'm trying to say that the right way. Mm -hmm. um, or are you just making a really cool slide deck with a bunch of uh, animated graphics? <laughs> well, the animated graphics are definitely going to be in there. And they're going to be in there at key moments. Um, so that's just me. But I think that the presentation, I will say, um, you know, truthfully, I don't have, I, I know you do a great job at this. I don't have a particular theme or or. I don't have a particular theme when it comes to colors and layouts and things like that. I have traditional slide design that I have worked with of when I want to put information on a slide or, you know, show examples and exemplars and artifacts and things like that of things that I, that I've created. I have layouts for that, that I've, that I tend to like, I think for me, it's more about the overall, um, you know, presentation style. And I have a, a style that I think is my own with these kind of animated, you know, graphics and images and background with overlaid text. That's just a style that's me. Um, so I go by that. I think, Jeff, you can lend a little bit to the other side, which is, and which is something I would definitely like to work on, is uh, building a slide deck that has your your themes, your, your colors, specific layouts for things. You know, I, I we mentioned it a little bit last week, Again, that's over on Ask the Tech Coach episode number 41 from last week. You know, I have a Google slide deck that has, you know, all of my themed colors from the TeacherCast website. And the last couple slides are nothing but icons. Things like the official Microsoft logos, the official Google logos, the all the badges that I've gotten, um, headshots, screenshots, all, all the things that, you know, while you're sitting there making your next slide deck, you don't want to have to go out every single time and find the official Google Forms logo. So I have a slide deck and basically every time I create a new presentation, I start from that, make a copy, and now everything is there, right? The, 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 um, the fonts are the same, the colors are the same, the layouts are the same, it's all right there. Now today you and I were working on one of my new slide decks on Google Forms and Sheets. And I I kind of did a hybrid where all the colors of the slide deck were the official Google colors. I actually have a great website, maybe I can link to it, that um, actually has every single hex color for all the major things. You know, Every major brand, Pepsi, Coke, Google, Microsoft, whatever, it's got the hex codes to it. It's a really cool cheat sheet for you. Um, but each of the slides I changed using master slides to my official fonts. So that way there right. is a nod to my website, but it also looks googly because we're going into mm -hmm. that direction. And so when I'm doing the forms slides, it's purple. And when I'm doing the, the, the sheets slides, it's green. So in other words, I'm trying to theme things a little bit yep. just to try something a little bit different. Um, and I think when we're finished doing the presentations this week at MeTech, um, I think I'm going to be popping stuff like that out on our blog and maybe out on SlideShare. So I'm trying to keep it a little bit, you know, brand friendly, but also a, still a nod to the TeacherCast brand and what we're trying to build here. And I will say, Jeff, just looking at, you know, your slide deck, and I think it just becomes a part of you and your style because me looking at it, I did feel you i did feel your teacher cast layout and, and design and like i'm looking at those slide decks so 
obviously it's hard to break that, but like you're saying, there's nothing wrong with that. And it's great. You know, you're changing some things slightly ever so slightly, but there's still, like you said, a nod to, to teacher cast, which is great because that's your style. So let's get into some of the new content here. The first thing that we're going to talk about is professional certifications. Now, if you're going to be a tech coach or if you're looking to be a tech coach, I, I don't know, Nick. I think this is a must, right? You need to build up your resume, not just on the things that you are doing in the outside world, but also the things that are kind of brand recognized. I mean, if you're going to be a tech coach in a Google school district, you should at least have a resume that says level one and level two minimum, right? Right. Absolutely. And and I think there's a lot to this. There are so many certifications out there, but just having the opportunity and Google's, you know, of the big three, really think about aspiring to achieve at least even level one and then making a goal to go through maybe the level two trainer and whatever else. But think of the big three, try to hit Google, try to hit Microsoft, try to hit Apple. And I think so many, there are a lot of districts, my district's one of them that uses all three platforms. Granted, we are a Google school. We do rely on Google heavily. However, we do offer, you know, Microsoft applications and office stuff. And, and we do use MacBooks. Both teachers do have to be comfortable with that as well. So yeah, I would definitely think take some time to go through. Um, Jeff, you've obviously gone further as far as, you know, the Google innovator and things like that. What has that kind of led to what, what do you think that opens up doors wise without <laughs> giving too many of the secrets away? Um, well, be, before I get to that, let's just kind of, let, let's take a quick step back. I will get to that question here because with each of these, you know, let's just talk about the three major brands before we yep. talk about other ed tech companies out there. Each of the three major brands has their, I don't even know what the right words are here. Let's call them baseline. Right. Mm -hmm. So for Google, you can earn level one and level two. And when you're looking to do all of that stuff, you are essentially for Google, you are signing up to take a test. I think it's 10 bucks and 25 bucks. Um, you sit down, you take a test. And if you get 80% on your test, you earn said certificate. Right. That is something that you can do. You can take the initiative. And, you know, really the only thing that's stopping you is that test. Right? right. So that's that. Um, in addition to that, and I, and I don't want to talk about this as climbing the ladder, but if you're looking at it, you have level one, level two, and then Google trainer mm -hmm. and Google trainer. Uh, I don't remember all the update because I, I, I sure. went through the trainer program. I think it's five years ago. So it was completely different, but I can it, help but, you out though. So I had the up mine. So, yeah. And essentially once you're a trainer, now you're, you know, you need level one, you need level two, you need so many hours a week, every year. Right. Um, at the end of the, at the end of your 12 month year, you need to show off that you've done X number of trainings, all these different things to keep your training status. Those are really, if you're looking at it as a ladder, those are the three things. Now to answer your question, um, in 2012, I was fortunate enough to be selected for the Google for education innovator program. Now, that's not, quote, on the ladder. That is a completely separate program. The way you get into that is you apply, you make a video, you write a couple paragraphs. Um, now there's, there's a program, there's, a, there's a, a, a project that you do. There's a lot of different things in there. Um, it is a fantastic, fantastic program. 
um, each of these things that I'm I'm fortunate enough to have have uh, been able to go through have been really really amazing and and eye opening. Um, opens up many doors for you. Um, you get onto different email lists. You get onto different listservs. You get a chance. You know, you really it's like getting the handshake, right? Mm-hmm. That's one of those things that is valuable, right? Um, you get a chance to meet these amazing people, right? And and yes, you can certainly meet other people, you know, at conferences. We'll talk about that later. But you yep. get a chance to meet them at a different point. Sure. Yep. I, I, is that does that sound does sound right there? No, absolutely. And I think that's a great, you know, you broke them down. And I think, as you said, I, you know, I, I envision it the same exact way. I think Google level one, level two are your, your basic steps. Obviously, level two means it's, the test will be slightly harder. Mm-hmm. Um, traders, uh, trainer is a nice extension to that, especially if you're someone who's going to be in a tech coach role, because they give you some of the basics and the background of, you know, how could you design a, a tip sheet or, or how can you design a slide deck and different things like that? So they give you some things to work on. So I see that as part of the same. And I agree, the innovator is separated because it is its own application process. Like you said, you have to have a project idea or something you're going to show as like your own little genius hour project and things. So I, I, I think it's great and something to at least get you started. And especially for a district that maybe doesn't have this position as a tech coach, having your Google and now your Microsoft, if we want to quickly hit on that, uh, and then Grapple, yep. um, just will show your district that you're taking this seriously. That's what I think. And that they have someone who at least has the basic knowledge and backbone um, in order to background, I should say, in order to you know get this job done uh, at their district. So let's talk a little bit about Microsoft. Microsoft yep. has a fantastic educator community over at education.microsoft.com. Uh, they've got online courses. They've got badging. You sign in and, you know, basically they do, we'll, we'll call them online courses, right? Because that's essentially yep. what they are. But they've got a ton of modules. Nick, none Gamified of them are Gamified too, by the way. Gamified. None of them are eight hours, Nick. None of right. them are eight hours. <laughs> um, but when you go through the, the baseline, I don't, and I don't even know if that's still the right word, but when you go, you become an MIE, a Microsoft Innovative Educator. And I remember doing a show um, where I think Sonia said there was something like 460,000 MIEs on the planet. A huge number. Now, you can become an MIE, I think, any day of the week, any day of the year. <laughs> right. Starting April 15th. Through January 15th, you can apply and self-nominate yourself to become an MIEE, Microsoft Innovative Educator Expert. And I think out of the planet, there might be like 3,000 of those. So there's a huge drop-off on there. And to do that, you need to get so many points, and you need to make a sway, and you need to show off that you're Microsoft Lee, and all those wonderful things, right? Um, then on top of that, depending on what else you you've done with yourself, um, you can become a Microsoft trainer, which I also have that credential as well. So when you're looking at what does it take to be a tech coach, and we'll talk resumes a little bit later, but saying that you're a Google for education trainer and a Microsoft trainer, those are things that just help you build your brand for things to come in the future. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. On the Apple side, you have Apple Educator, which is a series of tests. They're very short, but -hmm. essentially they're a series of tests on the various Apple apps. You might take a keynote test, uh, a a pages test. uh, I I don't 
know if there's an iBook author test. I don't think so, but I, I'm not sure about that. Um, that you can do any day of the week. Every two years rolls around, and this is one of the years you can apply to be an Apple Distinguished Educator. And and for me, that's the hardest one of all of them. I, I No problem saying I tried it three times, never got in. But they are specifically looking for people in Apple schools doing Apple things with Apple products. And how are you going right. to evangelize for that? And and so um, those are the, the if you look at the three thing the three major companies they all kind of have those baseline certifications that says I I, I love doing this I, I get it I'm drinking the Kool Aid and then there's the that next step where you either have to apply make a video get selected by a jury of your peers whatever it is um, take some badges that you have to go along. Yeah, and that's a good one, Jeff. I've been doing a lot with the Apple uh, Educator certification. I would say, you know, uh, ultimately probably takes anywhere from, you know, three, four hours or so as far as just kind of the basic checkups and things like that. But obviously it can be longer depending on how much background you need to read the iBooks on the various apps and things like that. But I have a lot of my teachers going through that. I found that to be a great online one um, along with kind of like Google level one for your teachers in your district to kind of go ahead. But, uh, for me, I've, I've done the program. They actually actually offer it now as, uh, the iPad version and then they have the Mac version. And I think they've now added, um, the Swift, right? The coding, yep. the playground, yep. right? Is now yep. part of that as well. So they've extended that. I think you can get another piece or a badge and, for that. So and you know, these things always change, right? When I took Absolutely. my Google trainer, um, we actually had to take five full-blown tests. Um, it wasn't cheap, but we, yeah, had to you said we, we had to take the Sheets test. We had to take the right. Docs test. And every, nobody wanted to take you know, yep. the Chrome test, I think it was, because you know all the extensions and all that. All actually, the it was Jeff, like I remember, three days. <laughs> I remember taking that or, and some admin level one back in the day when mm. that first appeared. And you needed to know the background to email and forwarding and... POP and IMAP and all that. It was kind of crazy. Um, and now I think they did away with it. And like you said, that was the piece where you had to pick the five various apps. You had to know Android tablets was an extension to, to some of the training. So yeah, they change all the time. And that's an amazing test to take. And if you're going to be a tech director or the IT person, go for it, right? Not Definitely. needed as the tech coach, right? right. Different things Absolutely. there. Now, under the big three, um, there's a ton of other programs and, and we're not getting, you know, we'll talk about ambassadors in a second here, but you know, really everything is an ambassador program, right? It's, it's, it's a badge, it's a t-shirt, it's a, it's a thing on your website, all those different things. I know, um, there's a, a variety of programs that I have, um, joined throughout the years. You know, I am a Canva ambassador. Um, I am an Evernote ambassador. I joined the Lego Master Educator program, uh, which you can join now. They've got some pretty cool things happening over with the Lego Master Educator program. Um, but there's a lot of other companies right now that, you know, as they're starting up and as they're getting going, one of the ways that they get traction is by building these brand ambassador programs. Um, if you're going to be a tech coach, I'm certainly not suggesting that you go and try to get every single badge. Um, I would focus just on the top three. But if you know that you're applying to a school that likes to use, you know, Flipgrid. Edpuzzle, <laughs> Edpuzzle, you know, if, you're, yeah. if you know that you're going to be doing an elementary based uh, tech coaching thing, yeah, go get your Flipgrid and your Edpuzzle certain. At least that gives you an opportunity to interact with the people on the Edpuzzle and Flipgrid team and you get a chance to, to share the other resources and stuff. I mean, it 
it's it's really all about how much time do you want to put into all these things i think is what we're coming down to yeah definitely absolutely it's a lot of handshakes and you you know you make it into some groups just like you said i have some you know ed puzzle i think Flipgrid. um you know, a remind, you know, I remember doing mm. that one back, you know, years, especially working with the the marching band in my, in the past and things like that. So, um, you, Schoology is one that's great. Cause that's been a lot of handshakes. That's been a, being able to make connections with people all over from all different roles and things like you said. And Jeff, I, I remember hearing at FETC when we were there merge saying that they were working on an ambassador program. So now, you know, if you're a district that's focusing on AR, VR, and you want to look into that, check out Merge's uh, ambassador program. They uh, were say, talking a lot about it at FETC, and then I think it came up again uh, at, what, TCEA, uh, TCEA? I don't think we weren't there, so I wasn't there. So, But I heard it came up. I think there was a little article about it. So. So that's a little bit about professional certifications. And when we come back from our short break here, we're going to talk a little bit about attending conferences. I'm so excited that it's ISTE season. We'll be right back. Friends, before we move on with our show, I wanted to let you guys know I have been in education now for almost 20 years, and I've seen the changes some students have come to face every single day, whether it's going through school hungry, not being able to see a doctor when they're sick, or not getting the proper rest at night. These challenges make it hard for kids to focus on their learning. I remember a story of a student who came to my office one day and she could barely stay awake due to all the circumstances happening around her at home that were beyond her control. I didn't know what I could do and I wanted to be able to help her out in any way that I could. Thankfully, Concordia University in Portland is leading the way with their three to PhD program that helps to combat students' fears freeing them to pursue their highest dreams. They're revolutionizing education by creating holistic model that provides groceries, healthcare, and even clothing to students right here on campus, helping them thrive and helping our communities strengthen and grow. Concordia's College of Education offers online and on-campus programs where students have the opportunity to learn about a more compassionate approach to education and see how nurturing the whole student can lead to amazing things. To learn more about how you can help students conquer their monsters and achieve their highest dreams, visit cu-portland.edu forward slash let's conquer. That's cu-portland.edu forward slash let's conquer. And we're, use the hashtag nature educate grow. And we are back here at Ask the Tech Coach. This is episode number 42. We're talking all about building our tech coach brand. And, you know, Nick, I love it. This time of year, it is ISTE season. We're already uh, talking about presentations and things that you're doing. Now, Nick, you got accepted to do a few presentations at ISTE. I got accepted to do a few presentations at ISTE. What are you looking forward to this year in Philadelphia? Yeah, I'm excited to be there. I mean, it's close to home, Jeff. So that's my first uh, yes. <laughs> happiness here is I don't yes. have to go too far I'm still close to the wife and the kids, so that that's a good thing. And if I ever want to just drive out there, I can take you know probably the hour ride and be out in Philly. So that's terrific. Um, I'm excited to present. I'll be presenting on um, blasting professional development out of this world, uh, which is going to be how to basically a zero to sixty of how do we take basic professional development as it might be done in your district, and how do you enhance it how do you meet the needs of all of your teachers and how do you gamify and do all these different things so i'm excited to share a little of an interactive uh engaged presentation if you will 
um, about this topic and I'm passionate about it and I love sharing all the work that I've been doing. And I actually have a colleague of mine who uh, I've shared some of these things with in a nearby district and he's also now gamified and done some PD stuff in his district. So where he's going to share his accomplishments. So I'm excited to kind of just to get out and be there. And Jeff, we're going to meet up hopefully. And, and again, shake hands, make those handshakes and speak to a lot of people. If you're out at ISTE, I have a great session on Saturday. We're going to be doing our podcasting workshop. Um, that's a two hour or three hour hands-on workshop that we're looking forward to. And on Monday, I've got a podcasting I don't know if you want to call it a lecture. I think they're doing it, but it's it's gonna be it's gonna be hands on. I, I we had a good time last year in Chicago doing it. We're coming back this year to do it again. If you're looking to do podcasting, don't forget we've got some great resources over on TeacherCast. Just head on over to podcastingwithstudents.com. Podcastingwithstudents.com. We got some great things for you, and of course we're gearing up to ISTE. And of course that brings up the topic here: How should we handle? conferences right um you and i right now we're going to be presenting this weekend actually in uh in metuchen new jersey at the me tech conference and you know we talk about this a lot you and i have completely different approaches to doing presentations i like to do things that that are kind of fun and exciting and you like to do things that are popular and fill the room talk to us a little <laughs> bit about about you know choosing topics let's just let's kind of talk about choosing topics here well, I don't always know that they're going to fill the room, Jeff. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I do pick what I think is going to be, uh, you know, what I think might actually get a lot of people there. You know, one of the things I don't do is I don't try to name drop. That's just me. I don't try to name drop, you know, Google or Apple or things like that. Uh, you know, I don't specifically say the app that I'm working with because a lot of times for me, it's more about the pedagogy not specifically about one app because I always feel like there's so many that you can do. But so when I choose topics uh, to present, you know, I go with, I go pedagogically, I go with what, you know, what's going to make uh, an impact on how you can really transform your teaching. And a lot of times that's doing something with blended learning, doing something that incorporates, you know, the, what I'm doing at MeTech, uh, digital playlists and how that can be used for self-paced, self-directed, learning and personalized learning. So that's really the title of my presentation is, uh, you know, um, digital playlists to personalized learning. I mean, it's, it's, I'm throwing in one of the key terms there, personalized learning, which is hot among a lot of districts uh, in education right now. Um, but a lot of people surprisingly haven't heard of digital playlists still. So, you know, Hyperdocs to me were kind of that beginning and now we're kind of branching out into these more interactive programs. So that's my focus. That's how I do it. Um, Jeff, yep, yours is, is, is different than mine. So how do you pick yours? I, I do a lot based off of what I like to do. You know, I, I, I've been doing a lot of how to do podcasting because we're getting a lot of questions about all that stuff. Um, also, I, I kind of have a small content strategy with TeacherCast where if I'm building out a, a workshop or if I'm building out a presentation and I consider those things a little bit different, um, if I'm building out blog posts, you know, I want to make a page on TeacherCast that has everything all in one shot and then show it off at different conferences at, at the smaller ones, at the larger ones um, I like to, you know, I have my standards for instance, again, this weekend we're going to be doing Google Slide animations I love doing that, I know that's a crowd favorite, we've been doing it since ISTE 2012, I believe it is um, and every time I do that, it is a nice sized crowd and everybody has a good time um, and I'm not gonna not gonna fudge things. I also do topics that are going to gain um, subscribers to the podcast, 
right? So if you if you know you're going to do something, let's do it on a topic that you are maybe coming up with on a future episode. And, you know, every time that I do a presentation, it's an opportunity to grab people and say, hey, join the newsletter, join the mastermind, join the Facebook group, join the whatever. So I always have a, a few different strategies. Um, you, you know, you never want to do a, a topic that you're bored with. You never want to do a topic that you're know you're not going to enjoy presenting. But, right. you know, even with you, Nick, you know, somebody, uh, you know, a couple of times I've know come up and say, hey, Nick, you do this thing really, really well. Can you do it at my workshop? And right. you're like, mm, wonderful. Of course, I'm going to do that stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think you nailed it, Jeff. I think the whole idea is, you know, pick topics you are passionate about that yes. you're going to be energetic about. Um, you know, I, that's one of the things that, you know, if there's any kind of, you know, pat in the back that I love to hear is, you know, I loved your session. It was energetic, you know, it, yeah. it was engaging. And, and that to me is all right. Then, then that was my goal. You know, I tried most of my workshops with teachers to be that way, um, <laughs> be it two teachers or 10 or 20 that show up, you know, to a PD session. So it, the whole thing though, is I think that's important because we're talking about building a brand and you want to make sure that you're getting people, you know, that, that are acknowledging you for the work and that they find it, uh, engaging and interactive and Hey, maybe they ask you to come out and, you know, to their district or do something like that, which just lends itself to, again, extending your brand. And, and I think no matter if you're presenting in your school district or if you're presenting at ISTE, if you're presenting at an ed camp, come up with some kind of a hook in mm -hmm. your presentation that people are going to leave and go, I remember that person or, hey, I'm going to make sure that we reach out or, hey, remember that guy did that awesome looking thing that did this, this, this and this. Right. <laughs> so it's a matter of always coming up with these, these amazing little, you know, and, and again, it's no different than ditch that textbook. I yeah, trying to trying to get Matt on the show here to, to talk a little bit about his branding strategy, which is which is flawless and brilliant. Um, but always have that one thing that people are going to remember you by what yep. is it? It could be a, you know, a trick. It could be a tool. Um, I remember talking to John Sowash on a recent podcast and I said, you know, what is the one trick that every single time you do a Google training, you just pull out of your back pocket, put that card on the table and people go, oh, wow. And you know, you should come up with that one little thing. Right, because you never know. You never, never know wh wh where you could be doing with all that stuff. Now, in addition to finding the right presentation topic, Nick, sometimes the best ed camp sessions are not in actual classrooms. They're not in in presentation rooms. Yep. Sometimes the best ed camp sessions happen at the tables, in the chairs in the hallways, just standing up between two or three people. Sometimes those are the best conference sessions. Now, you've got a couple ideas here. You've got things like meetups, ed tech company parties, and something called Coffee EDU. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, obviously that's uh, not created by me. That was what Alice Keeler, right, started mm -hmm. the Coffee EDU um, trend. But it, it happens at all the big conferences, FETC, TCA, ISTE, it's going to happen, I'm sure. And there's always these coffee EDU meetups in the mornings, and they're great because they're opportunities for you to, in a um, informal way, get to know some of these big names in education, which is great always to meet some of these people that you look up to, uh, you know. Um, but for tech coaches, just to bounce ideas, you know, Jeff, I know we've talked about it at FETC, and maybe we'll be able to 
pull it off at, at, at ISTE is a little tech coaches meetup, you know, and see who's there. Or people just want to kind of chat. But these are great opportunities. I also love the EdTech party. Um, the company parties, you know, when you get invited to these things, because I say party, some of them go all out, they have DJs, they've got food and things like that. But, but again, these are opportunities to just, Hey, let's chat a little bit. And what are you doing? And let me know some of the ends of, you know, of Schoology or whatever, you know, Canvas or whatever, you know, app that you're in company that you're kind of in, in talks with Flipgrid, who I heard through an awesome party. So definitely take a moment when you're at the conferences, right? Reach out to these people. You know, ISTE always has their bloggers cafe. They've got some great places to, get, to go out and meet. Meet these people. Meet other tech coaches. Get your name out there. Start sh swapping business cards. Um, find ways to network and connect with other people because that's really what sets up you know, at least for TeacherCast, that's what sets up our editorial calendar for the year. You go out to ISTE, you come back with a bunch of cards, and you just start figuring out, okay, who can come on to this show? Who's going to be awesome for this topic? What can you do? Where can you go? Make friends at these conferences. And, you know, that's also where you find out where the job openings are. That's where you find out where the other conferences are. That's where you get, you know, introduced to to new topics and new things, and you start taking notes. Um you know, can't say enough. Spend some great time at conferences this year going out. And if you guys are going to ISTE, we would love to meet you guys. And if you are interested in putting together a tech coach meetup, let us know. You can find us on Twitter at Ask the Tech Coach. Email us over at feedback at teachercast.net. Or, of course, leave us a voice message over at teachercast.net slash voicemail. We would love to hear from you guys and have you guys on our show. And speaking of which, Nick, you know, next week we're going to be doing our roundtable show on these topics where we love to bring on other tech coaches to talk about this stuff. We are looking for a few more tech coaches. So if you're listening to this show on the day that it drops or the next couple of days, um, let us know. We would love to have you on the show talking all about your tips and tricks for tech coach branding. In addition to that, we're going to be talking a little bit about how to get our tech coach jobs. You know, Nick, this is something we're going to be dealing with a lot on our mastermind. We're going to be actually doing a full mastermind meeting sometime in the early April here of how to get a tech coach job. It's not easy, but I think if you kind of listen to what we've been talking about with all the different branding techniques and getting out there on social, getting out your certificates, it's not that difficult. So let's just take a couple minutes here, Nick, and just kind of mull over some of the things that we're looking at here. What does a tech coach resume look like? Yeah, I think it's got to be, um, you know, it's got to have a lot of highlighting of, of, of accomplishments. And I think that's a big piece because, you know, be it a new or a uh, tech coach that is looking to aspire or someone aspire to be a tech coach, you want to be able to show off and highlight some of the accomplishments of things you've done. You know, have you worked with teachers one-to-one? -one? Have you been involved in any admin meetings that maybe are discussions about, you know, building district goals and objectives? And can you show data on how you've met certain expectations and things like that? So I think the resume has to, has to do that, but it also has to have your your personality in it, right? They have to kind of feel you in that, which goes along with like your slide deck and things like that. So I think that's a big piece. I also think your cover letter, Jeff, um, has to be reminiscent of the resume and, and, and not just take it in a formal way and talk about resumes and cover letters. But I think for the tech coach, again, what were the accomplishments? Put it into sort of this, this little story, anecdotal um, uh, exemplar of what you did and how you helped your district in certain ways and what you're going to offer the district that you're obviously applying for and why you, you know, you'll meet those goals for them. 
you know, and obviously like anything else, do your research on the district. If you know yeah. you're doing a, a Google district, then I would reformat your district, your, your resume and stuff to say, you know, here's my trainer badge for Google and here's my Google yeah. slide decks. And if you're going for a Microsoft school, change the order of that stuff around, right? It's just, yeah. just a matter of highlighting the accomplishments. I would even recommend making the same slide deck two different ways. Because you never know, right? You can do a Google slide deck and export it to a PowerPoint format very, very easily. Um, right. Why not have both formats in there to show that you are versatile with all the different applications? Yeah. Um, you know, when it comes to exemplars and when it comes to artifacts, it it does kind of tie into social media. Like, are you out there pushing what you're doing? Are you pushing blog posts? Are you pushing how-tos? And, and you know, I also believe in there that, you know, references come before you apply sometimes right like if you if you've got a nice social media profile if you're out there doing googly things or microsoft things and people are seeing you sometimes your 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 references are the people that say to the superintendent hey you got to go get that person before you even know about the job opening up or before you even know how to apply you never know who's watching you at these different conferences Definitely. Jeff, one of the things I remember reading um, a handful of years ago, um, it was from, God, I can't remember the site, but I, I remember her, uh, Candice Davies. Um, she does a lot with like uh, teacher resume writing and, and stuff. But one of the things she said is, uh, you know, keeping an eye on the jobs that actually aren't the jobs that are posted. And how do you find out about that job? And that opening is through word of mouth and through references. So, you know, talk to people, shake hands, everything we've kind of talked about already, but make sure that your references have connections. And, and I always say with references, just make sure that they're going to say the good things. They're going to say what you want them to say, that they are going to be passionate about the work that you've done as well. So be picky about those people that you use as the references. Um, so that they can highlight you in the way that you want them to highlight you. Um, Jeff, I'll say too, with artifacts, I had a great getting into the role that I'm in with my district. I've been here now three going on four years at my district. One of the things too is, is show the artifacts. You know, one of the things that my district was really looking for was someone who had experience in blended learning and gamification and all that. And that was a strong suit of mine. That was one of the reasons why I think I, I am in this role because I was able to highlight how I revamped the class to do all of those things. And, and my goal was how do I bring that to professional development, which I have since done. So, you know, highlight those things that are your artifacts and how they are meeting the uh, uh, goals and objectives of the district you're applying for. So we want to know what you guys think. If you have any tips and tricks on anything branding, um, we would love to hear from you guys. Again, next week we're going to be doing, you know, it, it's our tech coach roundtable, but we're really going to be calling it part three to really put a, a wrap up on everything here. But Nick, you know, we've, we've gone through the gambit here of branding, talking about certifications, conferences, resumes, uh, social media, websites. Is there anything that we haven't hit yet? No, Jeff, I think we've got, I mean, I'm, I'm sure something will come up later that you and I will go, man, that was one more. But I think for the bulk of it, I think we've got it. And I think we've, hopefully we've given everyone enough information as far as how they can get started building their brand. 
So we want to know what you guys think. Please reach out to us over on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach. You can, of course, find all of our resources, our podcasts, our blogs over at AskTheTechCoach.com. We're constantly adding to that. And if you guys out there are looking for some amazing professional development, please join us over on the Tech Coach Mastermind and join the TeacherCast Tech Coaches Network today. We've got some great plans, two-month, six-month, and 12-month plans. We are here to help you become the best tech coach that you can be. And it is a great opportunity. We even are able to work with your school districts. So, you know, if you're able to get them to flip the bill, we are happy to help you guys out with that stuff, too. Just check out all the information over at teachercast.net slash mastermind. That's teachercast.net slash net slash mastermind. And don't forget to use our promo codes. You can find them all over at Ask the Tech Coach Podcast. This is episode number 42, Asking About Your Tech Coach Brand, Part 2. Of course, as we said on our next episode, we're going to be doing our Tech Coach Roundtable. But the week after that, Nick, we've got a great show for you. We have our friends from Schoology coming on, talking all about standard-based grading. Nick, what are we going to talk about with standard-based grading? (laughs) So we're going to find out and talk to them about it because I have a a feeling, I have an itch that they're doing a lot with standard-based grading um, and how they're going to merge that maybe into their grade books and things like that. So they're going to talk about, you know, what it what it is. And I'm sure we're going to talk about, you know, how to how to maybe manipulate and create that. It's it's getting away from percentages and moving into almost more skill based learning. You know, how have you met those standards or those objectives and, and, and what points do we put on their achievement of those things? So that's a very basic level. But Jeff, I think it's an exciting show with some of my friends over at Schoology. So don't forget to check that out. We've got some great stuff going on this spring as the weather gets warmer. And please take a moment. You know, we don't talk about this enough, enough, Nick, but if you guys are enjoying this show, please check us out over on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a great suggestion, um, a, a, you know, a, a great, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't even talk about it a lot. Leave, leave a message for us over <laughs> yeah. on Apple Pod, uh, on Apple Podcasts. We would love to hear from you guys. And, you know, the only way that this show gets out there is by friends like you guys suggesting this to others. So please take a moment and share Ask the Tech Coach and all the shows on the TeacherCast Educational Network with your PLN. It would be greatly appreciated. So, Nick, where can we find more information about the things that you are doing now that you are such a busy guy this year? (laughs) So, obviously, my website, so everyone can check out uh, some posts, which I got to update. I've been working on three at the same time. But uh, you can find me at nicholasamorell.com. You can find me on Twitter at namorelledu. And, of course, you can find out all the great things over here over on TeacherCast.net. Leave us a voice message at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail and email us at feedback at TeacherCast.net. On behalf of Nick and everybody here on the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury. And I'm Nick Amaral. Reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students.